Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like? Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what we like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beta male. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights with me, Bailey Hutchison, and Chris Ringland. I'm not bothering with an intro today because we've been off for two weeks and I've hated every second of it. So, Chris, how are you? How's your two weeks been? Uh, yeah, good. Uh, well, I was actually just thinking before what I've even done. I feel like I've just been working. <laughs> You're just the guy now. Well, based on that, you could get a job for the IFA and sort of Northern Ireland international fixtures. What, what, what do you mean? Uh, I don't know if you've seen this week. There was a, a pretty much empty Windsor Park for good reason. £67.50, Chris, to watch Northern Ireland play on a Wednesday night. Um, it's, uh, now, I'm assuming that that is not a, a normal price for a Northern Ireland match. It's not far off, to be honest. Um, oh, right. And oh, right. Anyone who paid that is a complete mug. This is the Switzerland match we're this talking is, Yeah, this is Northern Ireland versus Switzerland. £67.50. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. A disgrace. Um, like, because, I mean, the thing about Northern Ireland, because like, they have really weird tactics where it's like kind of 3 5 2. Because, mm. like, the players they have, they literally can't play any other, any other formation. Yeah, um, but it means like it's absolutely turgid and attacking. Like it's it's, it's not sixty seven quid worth. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean what what I did feel over the international break is that I feel like Jamal Lewis should get more games for Newcastle. That's what I was thinking. Um, well, we'll get on to that later, and we'll mm. see where where Newcastle may or may not need him because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, just over the international break, uh, I think the, the only game I actually watched that didn't bother watching any North Ireland games because, as you said, turgid. <laughs> uh, I watched England Andorra. Oh, uh, Bailey. I know, and I didn't mean to. I kind of sat down, uh, saw uh, Trent was going to play in midfield. I was like, oh, this will be a bit of crack. Mm. Um, oh, oh, did he? Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. yeah well, I, I, I will say, like, the one tiny bit of, of England I saw over the international break was when they got into a massive scrap with Poland um, at half time. No. That that looked a good bit of fun. Yeah, still, I, I, I still, still not sure what went on. No, no, I, I literally have no idea. I just saw Harry Maguire incensed. Yeah, I, I just saw the guy glick like yeah, nip Walker's neck. But apparently, England have reported this to FIFA, so um, it could be a bit more than that. Uh, also, over the oh, international right. break, Chris, I don't know if you watch uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, well, I've heard more and more people talk about Ted Lasso. I've never actually watched it myself. I want to put it like be on the record here. Greatest TV show ever made. No, Bailey, I have to. Surely not. Honestly, Chris, I, I there's been some episodes hit or miss, and overall, I'm kind of it's it's not about football at all, which is quite funny. It's a it's a program about a football team that shows no actual football. <laughs> uh, but this week's episode featured the best cameo of all time. <laughs> Uh, T- Ted's team, uh, Richmond FC, uh, were playing Man City in the FA Cup. <laughs> right, okay. 
and rock star Mike Dean. No, he wasn't. Let led the teams out. No, he didn't. <laughs> so, so, so hang on. They play like actual teams. Yeah, so it, it's just it's a what? random team that was in the Premier League and then got relegated, so they're in the Championship, but they play in the FA Cup. So they do, but uh, yeah, Mike Dean made a cameo in this episode and in true Mike Dean fashion, booked a member of Ted's coaching staff, which <laughs> so I, clearly the writers, even though they're American, have done their research and know what Mike's all about. Which <laughs> um, this, uh, Yeah, this is what I have to look into this because uh, I, I, I'm not... I, I did not realise it was that it was that kind of, like that wild. Get involved, greatest yeah. TV show ever made, and it's just getting better. That's a bold claim. I, I, I'm skeptical of that claim, but I'm sure it's good. Yeah, honestly, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and then just just to get away quickly from from football to, to other sports, uh, mm. one that frustrates me massively, tennis. <laughs> what 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 about it was was frustrating? B- b- big moment. Honestly, I was I was enthralled last night watching Emma Raducanu. Big Emma. Unbel- Unbelievable what yeah. I saw out there, and yeah. the girl she was playing, uh, Fernandez, her her like coaching staff and parents melters. The, I delighted mean, to see them lose, and the issue was as well like both both these girls were like eighteen and nineteen, yeah, in a final, and Emma's parents couldn't make it, so they couldn't be melters. Whereas the other girls <laughs> were there, and it's like they were getting so into it. And at the end of the day, the prize money for these two, one yeah. runner-up was going to make 900000 and the winner was going to make 1.6 mil. It's like, let's not complain. So some, some serious dosh is flying yeah, around there. Yeah, Exactly. Could you imagine? Like, I, all I kept thinking was, imagine giving me 1.6 mil at 18 years of age. It, it, it's a dangerous proposition, Billy. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> the nonsense I would have bought. <laughs> So it is, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my roundup of the past two weeks. Also, seen some bloke from Blues Clues uh, broke the internet. <laughs> like Steve. No, 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 hang on, hang on. There, there, I think several steps back there. Uh, <laughs> blue, blue, Blues Clues was the like the blue dog in the house. Yeah, yeah. from like nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, and he would just leave clues about, and you'd, you'd go Aye. on an adventure with him and him Aye. and Steve. But back in the day, Steve just left out of nowhere, and we're all like, "Oh, what's going on?" And, <laughs> He just abandoned us, but he's back. What, what, what happened? What, how? how he, 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 don't know. He, he explained nothing. So he did all, all he did. But what did he just appear? Is, is that is that what what went viral? He just appeared again. He, he just appeared in a in a video on like uh, Nickelodeon's Twitter, and it got serious traction. I didn't know this many people were affected by it. It was, I'm so, like, that, it was wild. It, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> very vague memories of that show <laughs> but yeah whenever whenever like the highlight of my two weeks here has been some bald fella called steve returning you can tell we needed football back <laughs> and I, I believe chris so you, you let me know during the week you were like billy i need i need five minutes and i was like what what do you need five minutes on and you were like billy i've watched when eagles dare on <laughs> amazon prime and there's no chance I'm ever going to watch this, but I'm glad someone has taken the time. So hit me. What, what's going on? Give um, me the ins and outs. So, so basically, right, so I, I was just fascinated that there was a documentary about Crystal Palace, the most bog-standard Premier League team. But admittedly, I didn't know very much about Crystal Palace. So I, yeah, I there's, there's too many documentaries. No. no, there are. There are. But that, that was the bizarre thing. So basically, it's about the season they got promoted from the Championship and how Steve Parrish and all got them from like, there was like an advert for them in the Financial Times to buy them, you know, about okay. to go bust to the Premier League. So basically, that's a bizarre thing. This documentary 
it features all this footage from this, it says, this previously unreleased documentary. <laughs> so, like, all the footage is legit from the 12-13 season. And, like, like I have so many song. questions about how that footage was found and hidden and, <laughs> like, kept away and now it's suddenly here. Um, yeah, just out of nowhere, Jeff Bezos is going, oh, I'm desperate to watch Selhurst Park in 2012. Yeah, like, I mean, basically, it's all, like, it's footage of the season and how unreal Zaha was and how it was a bunch of, like, you know, guys that were all rejected and they all came together, like Damian Delaney and Peter Ramage and Mili Yednak. And basically, it's like, they have, like, extended interviews with those players now, mixed okay. in with the footage. So they go to, like, Cork and see Damian Delaney. <laughs> they go to... Birmingham and see Mila Yednak and all the squad and, and, and like it's it's like three episodes too long you know it, it definitely doesn't need to be that long but like you know it, it's quite it's quite a nice story in that sense but uh, like the, the highlight for like so I've no idea how it all kind of came about in terms of like the footage from that season and stuff but the highlights were definitely when Ian Holloway came in I was going to say, Ian, Ian's electric, and I can imagine Ian where a camera is around him constantly. Oh, yeah, like, like, he, yeah. He's a guy who can't switch off. No. Never mind whenever a camera's near him. Yeah, no, like, and like, because I don't know if you realise, Billy, during that season, Dougie Friedman was the manager, and then he left to go to Bolton because he thought they were going to get promoted. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the the episodes, and the, the second episode is just called Dougie's team. Yeah, so they all love Dougie Friedman, and then Dougie Friedman just left to go to Bolton. I mean, how that went. <laughs> so that's why Ian Holloway came in. Like he came into a good team. Um, <laughs> but but basically, the whole season as well is about because you know there's this rivalry with Brighton, this bizarre yeah. rivalry. You know, the, the, the over a motorway. Over the motorway. But then they were like the promotion rivals, and it's Gus Poyet, and it's the Amex, and they all think they're brilliant, and nothing's changed. <laughs> um, and basically the absolute highlights which I'll finish on is, is basically the story is they got promoted and they're still there now so fair play to them they've done very well but absolute highlight which you could if you want to watch it then skip five minutes but <laughs> is the last episode playoff many people are going to take that spoiler <laughs> one on them I'll, I'll be honest playoff semi-final second leg at the Amex against Brighton they show up someone has taken a dump on the floor of the Crystal Palace dressing room and Ian Holloway goes absolutely berserk at the staff all on camera all recorded all fo- all footage was recovered and uh, Damien Delaney and the squad are just like what is happening here and then they all realise and he like oh, I've never seen a man so seething in my life in sense that someone's defecated on the floor <laughs> So it was very good in light of that to then watch Crystal Palace um, smash Spurs this weekend. <laughs> as much as I want to talk about it. <laughs> I thought it was maybe going to be like, you know, uh, the, the showers didn't have hot water or, you know. <laughs> but but it's the fact it's the Amex. Benches. It's the Amex, Bailey. It's the lovely Amex that everybody it's loves. Like, it's, it's a nice wee stadium when someone's just taking a dump on the floor. <laughs> And then, like, it's a female, like, staff member that he, that he goes up to, like, because she's the first one there. And she's just like, oh, well, you know, can can I come in? Because it's, like, the male dresser. And he, like, he just swears at her again to tell her to get in, um, <laughs> to clean it out. Well, if that's not, like, this is the thing. I've not seen any adverts or anything for that show. And the only thing I have seen is, like, that kind of close up as Zaha. And I'm like, I'm not yes. going to watch that. Since they had have told me we're going to get it all kicking off with Ian Holloway about a dump on the floor. I'd 100% watch that. I would have watched five episodes, no bother. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah. 
um, from, from one dump on the floor to Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what'd you make of this, Chris? Because Spurs went into this game top top of the table uh, before yeah. the international break had a stinker over the international yeah. break. Well, the, um, the 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 boys in Argentina, indeed. Um, the boys in Argentina, the boys just getting injured. Son John Min injured. Uh, yes, Stinger. I mean, so so it was quite strange because, so as you know, and the listeners may know, I'm based in Scotland, Billy, and uh, oh. we had the well, indeed, and we had the best. Well, Bar Morelos and a few other boys, probably the best player in the Scottish Premiership over the past couple of seasons, Oddson Edward um, from Celtic, uh, made his debut for Crystal Palace and scored after 28 seconds. Now, this was apparently the fastest goal by a debutant in Premier League history. And, and you will recall, Bailey, that his strike partner was indeed Jordan Ayew, who, <sighs> as we now know, has now reached 50 games Without a goal. Honestly, the guy just runs about. It cracks me up. I reckon if you had played me in fifty games, I could have got one. And I'm not. I'm not good. If you had, I'd played twice this week and I had two stinkers. <laughs> but I'd like to think in fifty Premier League games. Fifty games against twenty-eight seconds. So, yeah. so there we are. Well, yeah. The, the big loser here, uh, Christian Benteke. Let's be honest. Oh, oh interesting. I, I wasn't really thinking about Christian. What? What? what uh... Well, well, Benteke ran about for 75 minutes not oh. doing a great deal and French Eddie's come on for 15 and has now kicked him out of the team I can't believe what happened to this guy at Aston Villa honestly he, he was like 20 goals a season yeah. unbelievable player was like knocking on the door for the Belgian national team and oh, well, so was Michi Batshuayi so it's not a, it's not a big <laughs> one so it's not that but <laughs> yeah the red card. We'll get on the red card before well, we more positive things. Because uh, Tanganga just lost the head here. He he had a silly <laughs> one a bit earlier. So he did, uh, whenever he just completely takes out, I believe it was Zaha, just on a run. I think one, a, Spur, a Spurs player went In down the injured. But yeah, a Spurs player went down injured. The ball didn't get kicked out because... I hate when people gurn about that. Yeah, I'd like to play on. It's like, now the Premier League and the refs are letting the game flow a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And they let it go and just... Tanganga just was like, yeah, this guy's going to go past me. Let's just shove him in the face. Yeah. So a bit of handbags kick off. And that, that was a, that was a completely fair yellow. Just dumb from Tanganga. But mm. I, I understood the frustration. The guy, literally within like seven minutes, another just dumb lunge. Yeah. And well, yeah. I think in isolation, it's probably not a yellow. But in that situation with that crowd in behind and the way the game was going, the ref had no other option but to book him here. It's just like, but Bailey, we have to like, you know, the scrap between him and Zaha. I mean, the position of hands in that oh. exchange. Like, I know that, that it's a result of like, they don't want to get sent off for you. But like, it looked like the weirdest scrap I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the way the way the league has gone in terms of hand positions, like defenders' hands behind the back and all, I think that actually looks more natural than what these boys were doing whenever they were pushing and shoving because it was an absolute disgrace. Zaha did raise his hand at one point round his neck. Yes, and then instantly went, "Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> down, like you could see it in slow motion. That <gasps> thought of, "Oh, I'm about to be set off here if I don't wise up." Yeah, yeah. So that I was raging at that point as well that Eric Dyer had gone off injured because Eric Dyer would have been great for a bit of handbags there. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I have to say as well, like related to that, um, Edward's uh, second goal by Gift. Joe, Joe Rodon. Um, who, who I actually rate. I don't I, think he's, he's too a bad, but... per- perfectly decent player. Um, now, 
I don't know a huge amount about like proper football. Well, actually, well, actually I think I, I like to think I know a little bit. Um, <laughs> when he is in the box, Edward's the only other player in the box, and he he kind of like looks at him, and then, <laughs> and then he just he just walks like walks away from him. Yeah, and then and then Edward is um, completely free, and he scores. And I was like, that that is the textbook how you do not defend he did but edward did sort of scuff both of them yes though, which was a bit uh, but it, you did know it really count yeah you know it's it's lucky that they ended up winning by three because his two don't really count <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no. so, so are, are we in for patrick vieira now is, is that it are we all, like conor gallagher and the, like it's actually a good team now is that is that what's happening well, well i've, I've got <laughs> As you bring up his name, I just have Connor G, Player of the Year, written down. <laughs> because we're now, uh, how many games in? We're four games in. He didn't play the first. We're now three games into the Connor Gallagher era of the Premier League. This guy has it all. Bailey, that is a, that's a substantial claim. Um, he's got it all, Chris. He's got the hair. He's got the touch. He's got the energy. <laughs> If I were to build a football player, it would be Connor Gallagher. And I did, I, t- I texted you during the game. I was like, Get Conor Gallagher on the plane. Well, I mean, he's, he's, get, he's a great player, yeah. Get, get him on the plane. Just get Conor Gallagher on there. But yeah, I've also written down just, yeah, Vieira can hang about for a bit. If this is what he's going to do for Conor Gallagher, well, I'm all about it. Because they basically spent all their seasons in the Premier League in kind of like a defensive counter-attacking thing. So mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to change the style. Um, but it looks like they actually have the players to make it work now. Yeah, I think like going forward, they they look a team. Yeah, so it's quite. They are an exciting team, and it's back to what Palace should be. That sort of Zaha, Benteke, uh, yeah. Balassi era. They yes. sort of got that again. You know, Edwards coming in. They've got Zaha still there. Eze's there whenever he comes back. Yeah, Ulisse as well as young guy. Yeah, you, you know they they're just stuck going forward. It's just a shame that they do just have that. You do look at them just going, yeah, that's Palace, and unfortunately. Also, well, and also, Billy, do you think Zaha's had a tough break not being allowed to leave? Uh, no. I, I feel like, there, well, maybe bar Harry Kane, I feel like there's fewer players that have done more for one club. To be uh, fair, he did get his move. Let's not forget that. He did well, get his move. Well, I, well, I couldn't cope. Well, because they, well, they kind of talk about that in the documentary as well, um, obviously. But, um, you know, this, this guy was hand-selected by Alex Ferguson. It was his last signing. Era. Yeah, you know, to lead this new fantastic era. And he actually um, went on to Cardiff in the next season under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, if you remember. <sighs> um, dear. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't care that he never got his move. Like, I don't feel sorry for the guy at all. But he's, he's a phenomenal player, yeah. There is part of me would have liked to have seen him get that £80 million move to the Arsenal because, as we know, <laughs> he's not an £80 million player. No, I, 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 th- no, I can see him playing in Europe, like Atletico Madrid. Or you know that you know that kind of team. You know where he'd kill it. Where the Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that. Yeah. He'd be absolutely electric over there. I've never seen a player in that league complete a take on. Yeah, they wouldn't know what to do with this book. No, absolutely. Yeah. So there's uh, just just one other note that cracked me up. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just on real bad form in this pod. <laughs> <laughs> one note that did crack me up was all this nonsense pre-game about oh Selhurst Park is rocking, and this happens a lot with like Lord. listen Selhurst Park is absolutely class. No, but this happens a lot with like teams at the bottom end mid table where it's like <laughs> this place is absolutely rocking. It's a, <laughs> it's a jam-packed house. If you watch that game back, there's seats, <laughs> and this happens quite a bit. <laughs> See that was Man City. 
all these people on Twitter would be giving it stacks, being like, oh, the empty hat and all this banter, all this terrible stuff. <laughs> Selhurst Park was empty. <laughs> so it was BT Sport being like, oh, here we go. This is great to have them all back, jam-packed house. <laughs> Let's wise up. Let's call it out. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be a new segment. I'm going to start just calling out lower like relegation clubs just for having empty stadiums. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, anytime the Emirates is empty, it's always like, oh, look at this. They're all leaving early. Oh, mm. banter, banter, you know, clickbait. Mm. Selhurst Park, empty. Dead football club. <laughs> Part of it in my head as well. I'll, I'll get a dig in on Palace and their stadium is empty. I also get a dig in on Tottenham. It clearly shows that Tottenham weren't a big enough attraction to sell it out. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed. Yeah. So it is, but yeah, I'm just. Yeah. Just in some form, this podcast. So let's get on the another two teams that I love: Leeds and Liverpool. <laughs> now, uh, obviously, Billy, this game was dominated by the in, well, actually, the phenomenal play by Liverpool, but also the the injury to Harvey Elliott. And what um, an injury! Um, maybe like maybe I'm maybe I'm being controversial. I don't actually think Strike did that much wrong. I like, watching the back, Strike didn't. It's just the way, unfortunately, falls over and yeah. kind of lands on him. It, it's but it's actually I, I don't know if you noticed, but like five minutes later, Liam Cooper did actually a worse challenge. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually like the same thing. Yeah, unfortunately um, for her, it's it's an occupational hazard. This and it's it's tough because the, the kids what eighteen nineteen. I, I I think he looks very good. He, he looked a top player in this game. He really did, really confident on the yeah. ball, always looking to go forward, and just one moment of proper luck gone against him. Just the foot sticks, and yeah, the foot goes one way, and the rest of the leg goes another. And it's but like, I, I don't see like Klopp is really. Have you heard what Klopp has said about it at all? He probably said he tried to murder him or something. I don't know because like because he was like he was like properly like you know. Incensed in the t- touch up, which I, I kind of get because again, the guy's 18 and Klopp probably no, like, does have a very dad no, like, relationship I, with him. No, I, no, again, it's just like I, I know, I know after Ericsson, everyone's just kind of like you know, a bit you know, more edgy about injuries and all this kind of stuff, but like, but you remember from back in the day, really, like Eduardo and Aaron Ramsey, oh, um, like, like, like they, they like. That was like, and remember like William Gallas at the other end of the pitch and all this kind of stuff. Um, like, I think it's all part of, because Klopp and Solskjaer have had this bizarre agenda for the first couple of weeks where they're like, oh, there's too much contact. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, what do you want? You've been going around VAR for two seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's always why you can't please everyone and then incidents like this do just tighten up. Uh, the only other thing I've seen of it is... And- it is. It's horrible to see because again, the, no, the guy's just getting rough, started, yeah. and foot's just hanging off. I did see though that he did post an Instagram story from the ambulance. Well, that that was another <laughs> reason why, like, he's been discharged from hospital. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm sure it is a terrible injury, obviously, but I, I just don't, I just don't know if it warranted the reaction of yeah. people. But yeah, no, I do, do, do hope he gets gets back soon enough because he's obviously a talent and. I, as we've, I, I, as yeah. we've seen with the Premier League, the, the better the players are, the better the, the entire league is, and that's why this this season is going to be exciting because of players yeah. like this. So, yeah, so I, I have to say as well, really, that Leeds kit is absolutely lovely. The white one, yeah, and the yellow, I, yeah. I, I don't like I don't like the home cap. I quite like Happy the away top. All right, well, so do, I just don't like buttons on football tops. It's just <laughs> real, real personal thing. Right, yeah, seems. and unfortunately, that's the top uh, Leeds. Potentially get relegated in, but <laughs> oh, 
Ah, nice. Settle down. So that's, uh, but yeah, the first goal score here, Mohamed Salah, Chris, is in the 100 club. He's yeah. in the 100 club. Yeah. Like, just a bit of a tap in after. He's a good player. Yeah. After Leeds fans were chirping uh, Alexander Arnold for being a shite Cal Walker. He, that... <laughs> yeah, he gets another assist. And I, 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 feel, no, I don't know what Ellen Road is actually like, but I have a stereotype in my head that Leeds fans are probably some of the most irritating to play in front of. It is. I've been there and sat in the Leeds end for Leeds Chelsea because I couldn't get a Chelsea ticket and it was a cauldron. <laughs> I was terrified for my life. Right, okay. So yeah. was a, there was a chant of shoot the Chelsea scum and I was kind of like, uh, I shouldn't be here right now. Were you in your tub? Uh, I, I had a jumper over it. But, right, right. <laughs> but right. there was a moment whenever Chelsea scored and celebrated in towards the corner I was in. And I just seen, this was back in like 2013, and I seen like Lampard and Hazard celebrate. And I was like, right, need to get a quick photo here. Of course. And yeah. I was like, if anyone sees me taking this photo, I'm not making it back to Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So was, but absolute cauldron. Uh, second goal, uh, the most stereotypical goal leads concede just from a corner no one really oh. deals with any of it sort of ends up with Fabinho tapping I, I just like I don't know why they didn't sign def- like centre backs like, I, Bizarre. I, I just don't think their centre backs are that good like Absolutely. why they weren't in the market for like Zuma yeah, yeah I, I, I've seen so many things, you know, and rival um, publications will be named, um, podcasts and things. You know, oh, Diego Lorente and like Robin Caution. Like, like, I don't get what how these guys are actually, they keep conceding goals. No, I, I don't understand it. And uh, yeah, later on in the game, whenever Strike gets sent off, leads them 10 men, I, I let you know as well. Leeds don't look any different with 10 men than they do 11. They play exactly the same way, get opened up exactly the same way, yeah. create the exact same number of chances. Yeah. It's madness to me. No, uh, Liverpool are good. Liverpool are good. Yeah, fair, fair play them, but it is a bit dull, you know. <laughs> what do you mean it's a bit dull? Well, it's just like, you know, you know we've had this for like four or five years. Right? <laughs> I, I, I just like, you know. I don't know. Change it up a wee bit, lads. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, it's no, just, I don't at all. Like, it's just like Liverpool. Like, they've just been the same for so long. Like, <laughs> so Man City. Yeah, well, yeah, they're both them. Yeah, I get chuck both them. Yeah, I, like, ah, I, I don't. You know. heard it here first, folks. Winning is boring. How, da- how ach, dare but, team, ach, but it is though. Like, how, how dare this is why try and sustain listen, success. Listen, like I, you know, I respect Man City fans, especially the ones who supported them before the money and the Liverpool fans oh, I get that I get being that Liverpool era I get, <laughs> I get you know I get that but it's just I, I don't know I, I, I like because I don't know whether you've noticed Billy like I feel like over the past couple of seasons there's been less kind of turnover in transfers and stuff than there used to be back in the day like teams yeah. don't really change as much as they used to because the name or transfer um, but like I just find Liverpool really boring basically and that's just me yeah I'll give you one player who I don't find boring. Saido Mane. Saido Mane? I, I don't know how to pronounce that. that was <laughs> Sadio? Yeah, well, that. well, 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 that's one thing. Cause he, I don't know whether he went to Senegal for the international break, but it was good to see Naby Keita got out of Guinea. Yeah, great, great to see the fellows airlifted out to make his way back for this game. Like, that, that was a great story to play as five minutes. Uh, but yes... Uh, Mane Mane is just hilarious footballer to me because this guy was an unbelievable talent a couple of seasons ago still still technically is 
Oh, it I... took this guy 10 shots today to get a goal. Like, he, he was Some doing serious everything. XG. Yeah, he was doing everything he could and it just wouldn't go in for him. Mm. And even the goal he did score, he probably should have passed at the Oxlade-Chamberlain. Mm. But he was like, I'm determined to get one of these today because if I can't score against 10-man leads, when's this going to end? Yeah, yeah, totally. He actually had more shots than Leeds. Leeds had nine shots all day. Man, I had ten. He's just frustrating now, so is I think a, a lot of this Liverpool team are starting to hit that sort of thirty mark. Yeah, so they are. Like... He's one of them. Sal is one of them. You know, they, well, they need to yeah. just get a bit younger. But for for this season, it's fine because they're now top four and they'll make a run of the league title. There's well, no doubt, man. Well, it'll be interesting as well. I don't know whether you've heard that because um, you've heard of this guy, Michael Edwards. Oh, is this like, is the biggest news ever. He, he, he's leaving at the end of the season, as yeah, far as I understand. Yeah, football directors are getting headhunted at the moment. So, what do you, is he going somewhere different? Is that I, I've heard he's getting a, like a massive move here, uh, ex- exclusive potentially here on the pod, if this turns out to be true. <laughs> well, what, 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 why, do, why would we have it before um, our rival... Um, podcast? Or what well, I'm just doing what that bloke Cave does on Sky Sports. <laughs> I'm just reading unverified tweets and claiming it as my own own information. But according to Bailey Hutchison's sources, Michael Edwards is getting a big money move to Real Madrid. Ach, no. Which I quite like the idea of, because this guy's been penny-pinching for years now. Ach, come on. Like, every transfer negotiation he goes into, he's kind of like, oh, we'll give you five million and Minamino. Whereas next summer, he's going to be able to just sit down with PSG and go, here's 200 million. Real Madrid. (laughs) Give us Mbappe. Couldn't be, couldn't be a worse team to go to. So, but yeah, I'm I'm quite interested. Like, if that if that does come off, that'd be interesting to see what happens, and it'll be very interesting to see. I'm I'm currently on Liverpool react. Well, I'm currently on his LinkedIn. um, No, and he's a he did an informatics degree, like computer science, and then immediately got head of performance analysis at Portsmouth before they became a really good Premier League team. So, no idea how he did that. He's, yeah, it's just the real life money ball, this bloke. Indeed. So yeah, it's, so f- fair play to him. We'll see what happens. I I hope that does spell the end for Liverpool. <laughs> well, indeed. Well, indeed, they need a bit of a transition plan. Yeah. So I I really do hope he has just been the guy. Mm. You know, and we'll, we'll see we'll see what what happens. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of Liverpool whenever. Like a new bloke comes in, he's spending, he only gets a ten million pound transfer budget each summer, and him mm. and Jurgen start to have differences. And Michael Edwards is sitting over there just signing Galacticos. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and from a uh, bit of chat up there about Galacticos to another Galactico, John McGinn, Chris, this weekend we'll chat uh, Chelsea Aston Villa. John McGinn, what a footballer. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, in specific, why? I just decided that this game that John McGinn is the Premier League benchmark footballer. So as uh, so Sile uh, came in. Oh yeah, but I, also that was uh, I mean it wasn't a rogue transfer, but it was, I, I get why they did it. But that was a bit unexpected. Yeah, on I, I, I sort of understood because Chelsea needed another central midfielder. Of course, because you didn't have like you know uh, fifteen of them that you could sell for ninety million over the summer or anything. But that's uh, right. Yeah, you know, well, B- Billy and Connor need need minutes elsewhere you know bring this guy in for a season and it will only be a season after the weekend oh was, oh, was he not good was it and they come off so, at half time Sal came off at half time after having one of the worst performances I've seen a player have since uh, Timmy Bakayoko oh really uh, I, I saw this guy uh, gift Aston Villa two goal scoring opportunities he also just passed the ball to Danny Ings at one point oh right 
I'm going to put this down to Tommy Tuchel. Tommy Tuchel looked at that Aston Villa team and saw that John McGinn was playing and he shouldn't have started Sile as a result. John McGinn well, runs for 90 minutes and I think any player coming in from La Liga, Sile's coming in from La Liga winning winning the title last year, he's probably had one look and gone, <laughs> like th- th- this league's a gift and then seen the way John McGinn plays and has been outclassed. Um, like, because I'm, well, the, I mean, the reason I'm surprised is because Atletico Madrid obviously are the masters of the four four two. Yeah, and therefore, if you're a centre midfielder in that four four two, only as we know, only Ashley Westwood and Josh Brownhill can do that better. Um, that role of a centre midfielder who's able to actually cover the ground of the pitch. Well, this is what I thought. I thought this guy's going to be perfect. He's played under Simeone for however many years. He's going to be a bit of a scumbag. He's going to know how to tackle. <laughs> He's exactly what I wanted. And John McGinn embarrassed him. And he had to get Shepard's hooked for UEFA Men's Player of the Year. <laughs> Listen, uh, John McGinn's a great player. I, I, I totally backed him. Yeah. He, he is, he's the acid test. Mm. So he is, uh, Aston Villa d- deserved to win this football game. I'll not lie. Oh, right. okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. My favourite moment of the game was actually a game back to McGinn. Uh, there was a moment where he, he made a tackle on Chalba. And Chalba kind of just had the ball underneath his legs. And McGinn was kicking it. And the ref was like, right file and everyone's going that's not a file and then the ref goes okay it's a drop ball I've never seen a player more delighted than John McGinn whenever he thought this may have been a contested drop ball he like properly sprinted up ready to go when when has a drop ball ever been contested well that's the thing the referee had to turn around to John (laughs) that's not how things are done anymore we're we're no longer in the primary school assembly hall but yeah (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, they just drop it in front of Chalba the play on and McGinn just absolute devastation on his face. I felt really bad. I was actually quite excited to see what he would have done. Yeah, I, I mean, what what this game did make me think, and seeing the Kaku again, Billy, is that everyone spent last season explaining to me that Timo Werner was actually brilliant, despite the fact that he scored no goals. Uh, so, well, so, so, so no, no, hang on, hang on. Tell me why everybody accepted. Um, Timo Werner scoring no goals compared to this. Uh, well, it, it's it's we're not in a different scenario. I've enjoyed both scenarios. But but but, but Timo Werner and Romelu Lukaku during probably like, during before last season were probably in similar categories of world class striker or thought of in that those terms. Close to it, yeah. So so why 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 was that fine that he scored zero goals, but now Lukaku scoring all the goals? Because see, whenever a team wins a trophy, you tend to forget about a lot of the middle bit. <laughs> so you, do, you tend to forget about the, the missed penalties and the, the easy opportunities. Whenever you watch the Champions League final, if Timo Werner doesn't make the run that he did on Ruben Diaz, Kai Havertz doesn't get in the score. Timo, yeah, well, Timo was like touching the ball in that scenario mm, created a goal. Right, right. So he did, and, and Timo does a lot of that, and he ran about, and he always did. Yeah, try, like, and, that, and yeah. That, that's what I do. And whenever a guy goes through a rut like that, you do just have you you want to back him. You, you want to put the arm around. But like, him I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, like I'm sure. You know, I'm sure he gets into good positions and all that. Yeah, it just doesn't actually score them. But so yeah, but yeah. My, my thing with Timo is on the, the, the three occasions towards the end of the season. There, whenever he played Ruben Diaz, who won Player of the Year, he tortured him every single game. <laughs> So that's part of it. But Rom has made such a difference. Yeah, yeah. No, he's unbelievable. This, yeah. this guy's a killer. No, he, he's, he's the best in the world, probably. He is. Yeah. The, sorry, not, not, sorry, not overall player. I mean, like, forward. 
Mm. Yeah. It is something to behold. The way he sits down Chuan Zebe initially. Yeah. Twa- Twa- then... Chuan Zebe struggled a bit, sort of Mings, yeah. And then, oh, Tyrone Mings. Let's Mings talk Tyrone a... well, Mings. <laughs> well, he had a bit of a mare, yeah. I, like, a, a bit. You know. A bit. <laughs> he, had, he, got, he got booked for shock and tackle at one stage, and that rattled him. Yeah. And then um, the throw-in Chelsea had where... That console was supposed to deal with it, and he has Rom behind him. Rom actually does a lot for the Kovacic goal, the mm. way he pressures, and he's just right up behind console. He then puts yeah. the Mengs, who isn't comfortable as the middle centre back, trying to play about. Well, they, well, well, it was weird that they even played three because they don't normally do that. Yeah, now, that's what happens with uh, um, big football clubs. Chris, don't know if you know this. Teams like the match up. You <laughs> might, you might experience that one day. Well, indeed. I mean, Kovacic as well started phenomenal this season. And one person that does need to mention before we go on to another game, Edward Mendy. Chris, I love this guy. Um, he's a he's a good goalkeeper. Um, uh, how did he go under the radar as long as he did? I yeah. What team was it? Stade Rennes. Is that, yeah. What, what, like, yeah. He's just stuck stuck in Ligue Le- 1. He, just, he was unemployed like five years ago. Well, it's just like it, yeah. It's uh, I, I don't understand how it takes so long. You know, with the amount of analytics and stuff, and you know, and like you know, for example, like Brentford's team is the most bizarre cobblepot of mm. randomly good players. Yeah, like it, it should happen more often, but like. I think we were all a bit confused as to why the signing. Initially, I was exactly the same. Couldn't believe the signing was made. It was like, what difference is this going? Yeah, to make? no, he's he's got everything to be mm-hmm. a goalkeeper. Yeah, nothing about him. I'm all about Big Ed. I absolutely mm. love this bloke. The yeah. way he just commands his box. He's he's so good with his feet, and no one will mention it. Yeah, everyone's like, uh, yeah. oh, Ederson, Allison, Eddie Mendy. No, right up there yeah I, I, but I do have to say Billy that Thomas Tuchel surely was close to being sacked when he named Marcus Alonso as captain absolutely disgraceful moment about like like what is going through his mind in that that was Tommy can get away with anything he <laughs> so he can't talk, I mean, but he pushed the limit off it on like, well, Saturday. I, I just, I just, I, I can't think of the logic. Like to, to Thiago Silva 11. is on the pitch. Yeah, to name an eleven where Thiago Silva is also on the pitch, and you put Marcus Alonso captain is a disgrace. <laughs> and I have said he gets away with anything. This was if he hadn't won a Champions League last season, this would be another strike. Mm. So it would because yeah, that was. Now, in my stomach, I wanted to be sick, like, whenever I saw Marcus Lott. And it's also the fact that, still, we've had an international break. Ben Chilwell didn't go away with England. Tommy Tickles clearly had a bit of time with ben, him. Ben Chilwell's in trouble, Billy, I think. Ben Chilwell's not playing. Like, he is in trouble if they continue to, like, Marcus Alonso is better at that role. Like, it I, is unfortunate. I'm terrified, but Marcus Alonso is he's still doing what he's done for seasons and gets found out defensively. Let's what, get Ben back in the like, team. I, no, I, I I get that, but if you, it's it's kind of what Italy did in the Euros, where like one wing back was doing, and then the other one kind of stayed back. You know that like, that's why they play Dave on the other side sometimes, obviously. I'm, so I'm like, so confused by that. I don't like it. Well, because well, it means normal well, services resume. Well, well, like you know, I, I, the reason I fear for Chilwell is because it works so well because then it, it goes to a back four. Because then, mm. as Pilaqueta and then the three centre backs cut across, so they don't actually need Alonso to defend. I just like the look of Chilwell more. But look, everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody does. But um, Chilly looks like a Chelsea player. He's what I want in the team. I don't want a scumbag Marcus Alonso. I'm I'm concerned for his place in the team, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Fingers crossed. There's another international break in like three weeks. So yeah, yeah I'm also quite confused at that. But yeah, uh, indeed. Yeah. Tickle can have a have a look at him then. Uh, an- another team, uh, one team here after this weekend looking at international break, uh, Newcastle United, Chris. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're. I'm concerned for them as well. Um, I, I'm concerned for Brucey. I love Brucey, but but, but but what can he do, Billy? That's what. Like that. Look at the squad. I, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't need to play like Jacob Murphy and Matt Ritchie as wing backs. I, like, I think that's a wild thing that he does. Two but, players who actively don't like him. But but other than that, like I just like like that squad is poor. You know, very, very much so. I think you look at you look going forward, and as soon as well, you Cal Wilson's, Wilson's injured. When you Cal as soon as he's injured. announced that he's out, you're done. Yeah, like like the whole way through the team, and you know, I like, I don't blame really the keeper because they've had the bizarre crisis. But he he was at Swansea last season. That keeper, like he's not a mug. Mm. Um, like they're just like they're no they're nowhere near it. Yeah, an awful position for Newcastle to be in on Saturday. Uh, all I could keep thinking of was Mourinho many years ago whenever he turned up the Anfield and said they wanted to see the clowns on <laughs> on Saturday here in Newcastle with the clowns at the circus. Yeah. Awful yeah. position to be in. Everyone who went to that stadium on Saturday wanted to see one result and wanted to see it happen in one way. Yeah. And unfortunately for Newcastle, it happened well, that way. I, I have to say, the biggest the biggest disgrace of the game was Miguel Almiron's attempt to outmuscle Luke Shaw. Did you see this? I actually missed this, but Bailey, just the, Bailey. just the image of Almiron, yeah. just thinking he's a bigger lad. B- <laughs> it's funny to me. Luke Shaw um, bare, barely touches him, and he he goes airborne, airborne. There's shoved off the ball. The I, I, I I find it really interesting when players come from the MLS straight to the Premier League. I mean, you usually it, it doesn't work out. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think back to like others who have maybe done that. Landon uh, Donovan. Well, Landon Donovan was on another level. Like you know, he played for Bayern Munich and stuff. Like he is, yeah, he was phenomenal. But you've got like Tim Ream at Fulham. Um, you've got Josie Altador at Sunderland and Hull, the striker. Matt Miazga back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it does, like you know, I think it was Atlanta he came from. You know, I just yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that, that was a disgrace. Like I I know Luke Shaw's a big lad. But you know, if you if people haven't seen that, you need to find that clip of him getting shoved off the ball when Luke Shaw has the ball. Well, that that, that moment I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm gonna look it up straight after this because I'm buzzing for it. <laughs> uh, but that moment probably I'm gonna say was more exciting than uh, Ronaldo's first goal. <laughs> um, Let's be honest, and United fans will crucify me, be like, "Oh, what a finish it was! So composed, it was a tapping." <laughs> Let's not mess about here. Um, no, it tapping. was it was a tapping, but I, I I mean I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was seeing when like at the start of the game he was doing like proper stepovers like like he did literally last time he played for United. Um, the guy's thirty six. He's unbelievable. Oh, right. Yes. So on that point, this is a thirty six year old man. That celebration needs cut out. Uh, I, I don't mind it. I don't know. No, it's the way the fans are like, "Ooh, I'm not, I'm yeah. not a fan of that." But see the way the fans get, see the way people have got on about Man and we've said on this before, we family members, United fans, so there's a bit of a soft spot there for Man United. I have an uncle who's a double season ticket holder. Oh, I, yeah. I actually don't mind Man United. Yeah. But the way the, the, these like part-time fans have snuck out of the woodwork <laughs> the past two weeks po- posting Instagram stories because Ronnie scored I wanted to be sick because I and I know who the actual Man United fans are and I don't mind that one bit because I'm right. like yeah they, they've watched every single game under a since like, 2013 yeah been through some stuff and they deserve to have their moment right now but these people who weren't along for those dark days 
who are now just all of a sudden tuning in on Saturday afternoon. Well, not tuning in because they would have to have pirate at it. Uh, well, 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 indeed. But anyway, yeah. Look, the Manchester United front five. Frightening. It's uh, they're stacked, and it's... and Bailey, that fourth goal that Lingard scored was unbelievable. <laughs> the fact that you can bring on West Ham Player of the Season from last year. Well, he's basically a new signing, isn't he? He's yeah. like, after all, you know, you start the game off with Pogba, Fernandez, Ronaldo, Sancho, and Greenwood, <laughs> and then you're just able to bring on J-Lings after your your three one up. It's not bad now. So it's not bad at all. The Fernandez goal, unbelievable. Well, I mean, th- that defending, they were like, I mean, have they heard of pressing? But it's, I totally forgot as well, really, that Rafael Varane, was it United? Um, it, it's a weird, yeah, I still can't. Must raise the standards. Sure. It doesn't, yeah. I, I've, it's always bizarre to me whenever a player leaves Real Madrid, because Real Madrid right. are sort of the pinnacle of football, right. especially because he's been there and won like a million Champions Leagues. Won the World Cup. You know, and now he's playing in red. I still, I, I haven't got used to that at all. I haven't got used to the image of him playing beside Harry Maguire in my head. <laughs> that, that, those two don't match. Yeah, I, I don't much rather them. For me, you know, know but yeah. that, I'm, I'm sure we'll get used to it. And I think whenever you see him beside Ronaldo, it looks a bit more natural. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like you, you should be playing alongside this guy. No, he, he is elite, you can tell. So, uh, but yeah, just on, on Ronaldo, Chris... What what are we talking here? Over over twenty five goals this season? Oh, it's pro- probably yeah. Or, I, I or was actually reckon it was just because this was Newcastle. I was buzzing oh, well, to see him come back just to see how he would get on against like the Tarkovskys of the world. Well, well, well actually, that'll be when it's more interesting. But you know, oh, he's no. passed the Lasalle's test. But, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think yeah, I think he will. I was just kind of annoyed that like you know the, your bog standard fancy football transfer worked for so many people. Um, <sighs> The, to be fair, um, but yeah, no, like he's he's clearly still still got it. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's a fact as well. Like like he he will not be coached by Michael Carrick. I know we got her so sharp. You know what, what, what will they have to say that he doesn't know? You know, and Kieran McKenna, the other guy. Um, you know, you know, I, like he will, he will be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and I I quite like I I wonder what like the agreement that his contract is because I reckon here on Wednesday night or whenever they're playing in like the Carabao Cup. Do you reckon he's going to those games? <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be that'll be Madden and Jay Lings in the squad. Yeah, because yeah. I, I in my head I think he's just written down Premier League and CL only. <laughs> I do not play in domestic cup competitions. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, yeah. So it is, uh, and then on the just uh, other big news around the league before we go in the in the mud, mm. uh, are Arsenal finally done a goal? Uh, yeah, I noticed Billy. I do saw Mikel Arteta said that that was the the best two weeks he's had in football. Yeah, because he didn't have to play a Premier League game. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, yeah, fair play to them. And like, if the, if they didn't win that, he would have got sacked, um, no doubt. Um, I, I'm more like, you know, let's get that's what I was saying. It's not that bad, Arsenal. You know, not like they're obviously up again. Uh, but I have to say, really, like, Norwich are turning into my Brighton this season. You know, everyone stink. Well, it's just like. What if, you know, they're another, like, oh, isn't this sporting director brilliant? Isn't this club yeah. fantastic? Look at all these great transfers they've made. Look at how sustainable they are. Like, before lockdown, they're like, oh, this is the best team to ever finish bottom of the Premier League, you know, <laughs> and, all, and all this stuff. They don't score goals, and they concede all the goals. I think that's a poll we need to do. Just who's the best team ever to be 20th? I'm now on, after my chirp of Patrick Vieira earlier in the season, uh, I'm now Daniel Farka out after... He just complains break. about the refs. He just well, he doesn't mention anything about his own team. 
well, I don't listen to that, but because it's so late match of the day, where I'm like, I don't actually, I don't care and I don't have time. Yeah. But this guy has seen Billy Gilmore have a, another Man of the Match performance at international level and decided here on Saturday, I'm not going to play him. What was he, was he on the bench? He was on the bench, you know. Right. But Billy ran out there on Tuesday or Wednesday night, stole the show, Man right. of the Match yet again, and he plays Kenny McLean. <laughs> So, sorry, just, just to clarify, I don't actually know if he played Kenny McLean or not. No, he probably did. Yeah, but yeah, again, we don't need to know anyway because they didn't yeah. win. Yeah, not late match of the day where I didn't care. Uh, obviously, tapping for Aubameyang. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought the Japanese guy did well at the back. Um, looked, looked all right. Tome 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 Yasu, I think he's called. Um, yeah, looked all right. But again, I mean, I, 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 I to be honest, when I saw the lineup, I was like. I, I, it's just a strange setup again, kind of three, five, like, yeah. But yeah, because, well, I'm, we say it looks all right. Like, many people you're comparing him to, he's Bellerin and Chambers. Well, know, and Sw- Cedric Suarez, you know. <laughs> well, dude, yeah. It's, 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 it's not a high bar here. And, and also interesting as well, Billy, that Ramsdale played. Well, it's like to think he's going to play. Well, well uh, Why? Because it's stupid money. Well, I think it's well, it was more of like a succession thing, wasn't it? I don't know. Like for well, Leno, we'll see. I'm just interested to see if Aaron Ramsdale is actually a good keeper because he's one of these. Well, I, I heard, I heard all this stuff like he, like Mikel Arteta personally intervenes to get him. Ugh. Like, like a, apparently, it's all about his stats. Like there was something ridiculous. Like it's like the way that he catches crosses and the way that he. <laughs> The way that he could, apparently he's really good with his feet and all this kind of stuff. So apparently that was why these keepers because he's been so far down the league every season. He's got relegated two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. He, he always appears at the top of that like most saves yeah. made stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, of course he has because he has saves to make. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, he's getting relegated, so yeah, he's part of the issue. I don't know. I don't know about them. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Being uh, Norwich are down. Man City beat Leicester. Ugh, Literally nothing yeah. happened in this game. But nah, uh, it's, Man it's City are so boring, Billy. I, honestly, they're so boring. Uh, like, yeah, I don't even really pay attention to them. I don't honestly. even like factor them in whenever I like look at the league table. Yeah, it's just, like, just like yeah, they're there. Ugh, yeah, I don't know. So they are, uh, and then West Ham nil nil on Saturday afternoon. Sorry, before we, before we talk about another team, you're going to relegate. Saturday afternoon, first half, one goal over across like five or six fixtures. Oh, I thought it was shafted from the international break, obviously, yeah. Obviously, oh, stinker for the Premier League. And then, yes, uh, Wolves, who were at one point the new Brighton, beat Watford 2 0. Uh, Chris, yeah. you think Watford are down? Yeah, no, I, totally. Um, I think their squad building strategy is absolutely bizarre. Like, I, I, I just don't get, I just don't get the way they, like, they've always been bizarre, obviously. We, we mm. all know Watford. I think that manager is like, I mean, fair play. Still though, don't the first know who game. he is. Billy, the guy must be out of his depth. I mean, <laughs> the, the only team he managed before, like, I, I'm being deadly serious about this. Dynamo Tbilisi oh, in Georgia. I, I'm I, I, not kidding about that. I think me and you could get the Watford job. I think if we just oh, wait another couple like, of years, we could get him. I, I, I just don't get what they're stra- like. I don't, and stacked with all these players who won't play, you know, in the transfer window. Like, I just, I just don't, I don't get. I mean, maybe they'll prove me wrong. I think Ismail Asar is one of the most underrated players in the league. Ismail deserves a move somewhere. Yeah, I think their defense is pretty poor, to be honest. I'm, um, I'm looking at the team now. Like, it's just such a bizarre hodgepodge of journeymen. Like, I don't d- know most of these people. 
and like even their team from last season, like half the Gap team. Or, like, I, I I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like what their strategy was, but maybe like I'm sure there was thinking behind it. But is things still there? Uh, ben Foster. Yeah, but ben, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't play. Yeah, he's just a professional YouTuber now. He's... Yeah, I, I actually don't think he's even on the bench. I think it's Rob Elliott that's on the bench. Oh, the Newcastle keeper. What a fault! Like this is the worst squad I think in the Premier League this season. I, I don't understand how Watford's squad fits together. Like, like they've signed so many players that will not start. That's what I don't understand. That, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe they're just getting ready for another championship run. Like they're just thinking not far ahead already. I just, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I sad to see Dini go. You know, at the end of an era. I don't know. I like Dini. Uh, any other fixtures you want to just touch on, Chris, before we get on the, in the mud? Yeah, that's not really, that really happened, yeah. Um, yeah. Brutal, brutal slate. Brightner looking all right. Oh, well, I should say, well, well, one final point, actually. Um, in the Southampton-West Ham game, really, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm not sure about Hassan Hoodle's waistcoat, waistcoat mm. vibe that he's gone for. Um, no, I don't think it works at all. No, but... Bit snooker playery. But, but it, it's, it's like, you know, South, when Southgate wore it, like, it kind of all went... Like he's wearing a, a too many colours. Yeah. Um, Ralph, Ralph is just a bit out there, unfortunately. But but I don't know what happened because he used to be full baseball cap tracksuits. Tracks Tony, Tony Pulis, like you know, every game the gloves, obviously the famous gloves. Yeah. Clearly, he's thought over the summer. I need to change this up. Yeah, I don't really know what happened there, but yeah, do the Southgate waistcoat and hope. Yeah. hope something sticks, but mm. it's not working for him. So Ralph changed up. You can't, you, like especially if he starts crying again, we can't really have him. <laughs> yeah. Have him wearing that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll go in the in the mud, Chris. Mm. And we were chatting before, and you, you know nothing about this, which makes it even better. Uh, but but over the international break and last Saturday, obviously we're starved of football. I found myself with not nothing really to do last Saturday night, and found soccer. It was on. Uh, but the soccer it is this week's in the mud. Yeah, just to say before you say, Billy, I I literally had no idea that this happened. I, I hadn't heard anything about soccer. I only found out it was going on like a half hour before it started, <laughs> which is which. This this is a big charity drive, and you want to give a couple of quid as they keep every five minutes they keep asking you. And yeah, and I, the way I, they, the way yeah. they ask for it, they 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 ask for the biggest number first. They're like, if you want to donate forty quid, text forty to whatever number. It's like yeah, I don't I, really have forty quid just lying about here. But I, I, <laughs> is Big Sam still doing it? Well, yeah. So we'll get on to this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> soccer had, soccer had played last uh, weekend and every, every year and. I now feel older every time. Like I'm just, I'm just so past it. Mm. Like if someone can explain to me what a big zoo is, uh, he what? was he was a striker for the rest of the world team playing alongside uh, Usain Bolt. <laughs> but yeah, so, so this thing now it does it raises millions for UNICEF and it's fantastic. You know, I think at halftime they showed it made. 10 million. I didn't see the final figure. Oh, well, very good. Yeah. But 10 million by halftime's class. This thing stinks. So, uh, first thing I want to talk about is the panel. So, you, you know me, I, I hate traditional football pundit panels anyway. <laughs> what did that happen? Well, presented by Dermot O'Leary. I've no real issue with Dermot presenting. <laughs> yeah. But, but the punditry panel from left to right was Robbie Williams. <laughs> yeah. Maya Jama. Oh, and, oh, what? And Jimmy Nesbitt. Sober. <laughs> um, uh, uh, like uh, um, 
I, I don't know. The only reason I've seen Maya Jamma, I think she's on that big fat quiz of the year, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's hilarious. She's a fantastic presenter. Still, still don't actually know who she is at all, but yeah. Oh, yeah, she, she just appeared. Like, she'll turn up to the opening of like, a Sainsbury's at this rate. Like, she is on everything. What does she like, football? No, because when I was just talking about, she, she didn't have a clue, which warned me up because I was like, I, I want to get some serious punditry here. But yeah, get Emma Hayes or Alex Scotland, yeah. You know, Robbie at least had an excuse. Robbie set up the game. Well, so, indeed, yeah. So we'll let him have it. Jimmy Nesbitt, don't know what he was doing there. He was just looking for a Guinness throughout. <laughs> so, so between the three of them, didn't have a clue. Dermot done his best to try and get a bit of banter out of him. Shocking. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next up, the coaches. Yep. Uh, England were managed by Sven and Ro- Robbie Williams. Sven, um, yeah, Robbie's from double, double duty. Sven, yeah, just Sven. Yeah, I don't know how Sven found his way here. What? Uh, and then on the other end, Chris Harry Redknapp and Judy Murray. No, no, no. Andy Murray's mum, Judy Murray. Andy Murray's mother, tennis Surely, Murray. surely not. <laughs> Uh, she didn't really know what she was doing there. She kind of just hung about. Again, another one of these people who'll just turn up to anything. Um, right. Okay. But, okay. But I was just thinking that bit like, what does Judy know about kicking a football? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Give me something. Uh, but yeah, then on to the game. Um, <laughs> which is right. <laughs> and and like that's the thing. Up. It's always good fun, and then when the game gets played, it's it. The quality is so ter- like terrible. Except for your um, man Mark Bright, who ended up with that documentary at Crawley. Well, yeah. So yes, I'll talk about him a bit later because there's two play? players. Yeah, there's two players stood out to me, uh, but unfortunately, one who stood out to me for the wrong reasons was Ollie Murs, who was England captain. Oh yeah, yes, he's always good value. Yeah. Now, as you know, Chris, I love Ollie. Love yeah. the change. You, you can't beat a bit of wrapped up dance with me tonight. You know the classics. Yeah, the, the kind of 2014 classics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ollie in this game was was captain, played right. for ten minutes, and then came off. Because he had done his ACL like last year, he'd come off surgery. Knew he was only going to play ten minutes. Uh, well, don't start, don't start the football game if well, you know you're going to come off after. I don't care if it's a charity game. Yeah, if you know ads, you're injured, yeah. don't sign yourself up if you're going to just wander about aimlessly for ten minutes. Yeah, I'm not about that. Yeah, don't bother. Only yeah. tried to make it all about himself, mm. and I wasn't a fan of it. I yeah. didn't quite like him. Aye, and then unfortunately. Ugh, this is going to come off awfully because uh, I can't remember her name. I just have female freestyler written down here. What, what was like playing in the game? Yeah, uh, she was playing for the, the England team. And to be fair, close control. Unbelievable. <laughs> like was skinning get these guys inside out whenever the ball was like anywhere within sort of a foot off. Right, right. It's just unfortunate that that's not real football. And right. anytime she had to run or kick a ball in anger... It didn't really translate. Uh, and the thing is, as well, about you seeing both Billy, like I remember from previous soccer aids, um, obviously he's got everything physically. Um, the worst movement I've ever seen from a player. Yeah, well, yes. So you see him as on the other end, partnered by Big Zoo. And <laughs> I've no idea who that is. I, I've no idea. Apparently, he has a show on Dave. But, <laughs> of course, uh, he does. Yeah. But the entire point of having Usain Bolt there is because you want to see him one on one with character just sprinting. <laughs> Unfortunately, now Usain's not as quick as he used to be. Uh, well, indi- well, indeed, yeah. And and stunk. And but of course, you get the character and Neville playing alongside each other. They had a bit of banter. What G- Gary? Yeah, Gary. Is Gary played, playing? Yeah, Gary played for no forty-five way. minutes. No way, right? So he did. He played alongside Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter at one stage also just 
he got, he got skinned inside out by a, a, some bloke from Love Island and left one in on him Char- <laughs> in a charity game. <laughs> no, I, I, no. To be fair, I'm all about that. Like, you know, if, if you're gonna play, play properly. Yeah, but if this game had VAR, car was off. <laughs> was there no VAR? There's no. <laughs> it's like the idea of Stockley Park having to turn up for this. <laughs> St- Stockley Park walk, walk, watching chunks. I do, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The, the the actual game is 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 a bit of a funny one. I, I do remember that tragedy one year when your man from Man versus Food was on it, and uh, <laughs> and the whole the whole build up was like, oh, like it's his dream to play and stuff. And it was I think it was Mourinho was the manager, <laughs> and uh, he got like three minutes and got taken off again. Well, yeah, because yeah, who's even in a charity game doesn't have time for that. So. That's just the first half, by the way. Uh, half time, half time, and this thing goes on for half an hour. What? What? I, I, I don't. It's not half time. Yeah, that's the game over. Goes, and there's literally another half hour break. No. Nah. As some bloke does a UNICEF speech in the middle, oh, and it's like, "Fella, we've heard throughout this game that oh, you want us to get on. money. Let's let's stall the ball here. Come on." And then they have an interview with David Beckham, and they bring Beckham onto the pitch like he's royalty. If David Beckham weren't good looking, this guy, honestly, big, biggest fraud in football. If this guy wasn't as handsome as he is, no one would speak about him. To, 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 to be fair to David Beckham, was a phenomenal player. What what other than a goal against Wimbledon and a free kick against Greece? What did he do? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Billy, he was a key part of the United team for quite a while. Real Madrid um, changed the game in America to an extent. Oh, he changed the game in America. <laughs> Amazing. Um, AC Milan, PSG. I think he was better than what you're giving him credit for. But yeah, I'll get the stats up, Chris. <laughs> One of the great frauds of the game. The way they brought this guy out was as though it was the Queen of England. <laughs> Um, I'm not about Beckham but and again I especially wasn't about him because he dragged it out for another 10 minutes talking nothing anyway <laughs> in the second half yeah. in, in, a bit of, in a bit of cross promo with another ITV show they had the the masked winger which was some bloke dressed what? in a in a mascot outfit that was a whistle beyond me Chris I'll be honest and, and we all had to guess who this was going to be and then at half time well, is, this, is this like the the the, the, the... The program, the, yeah, ma- the, the mass singer, oh, right? Yeah, but, but instead we had to guess who this winger was going to oh, be, and he was going to come on and play yeah. for England for five or for a couple of minutes, right? And done all this big dramatic build up, you know, and you're thinking, well, who could this be? You know, could this be Beckham in there? Right? Is this going to be a, like a, an actual footballer? Turned out to be Stephen Mulhern, <laughs> who admitted himself he hasn't kicked the ball since he was sixteen. <laughs> And so he ran about in this mascot outfit. Is, is, sorry, is, is that your man who does the um, tipping point? No, that's or, uh, Ben Shepherd. Right, is uh, it something similar to that? A catchphrase, catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, if you watch any ITV show on Saturday night between like half six and half eight, <laughs> Stephen's on there. So he ran around in this mascot outfit. The commentator, Sam Matterface, was convinced he's, like, he's only going to be out there for 30 seconds. No, he was out there for seven minutes. Uh, yeah, Paul Scholes' face anytime he looked up and seen this thing running around was a picture. It's, it's a, yeah, I'm just looking at the scores now. There's just yeah, there's just so much. I just yeah, there's Com- been not enough time. Yeah, completely. Like and this was a blight on the game of football. This was a football tragedy. Uh, 
in the second half, they bring on uh, celebrity goalkeepers, you know, just to try and get oh, a few uh, goals. Oh, of course. Uh, it, it used to always be Patrick Keelty. Yeah, Keelty and uh, Paddy McGuinness apparently normally doesn't have to pull at the last minute, so Joel Domit had to hop in that. Who's that? Uh, he's, he's a comedian. A- another one of these ones is only famous because he's good looking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I know who that is. That, that was the masked singer guy. The, or he hosted that. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch the actual program. Yeah, was... yeah. Okay, night TV. Sorry, night time. Not doing it. Uh, but he was in nets and just forgot to use his hands. Right, right. Interesting and kind of you got to the point where you just have these international legends, all obviously overweight. She's in the belly on Roberto Carlos. They just decided let's just take the mech here and just started hitting screamers at him. I've seen um, that Wes Morgan, Nigel De Jong, Pablo Zabaleta. They all they all just went in. Uh, Lee Mack actually scored against them, which again, like this this entire Lee thing Mack. just needs canned. I'm so I'm so disgusted by it all. Just what I saw on that football pitch, except for one person, Chris mm-hmm. singer Tom Grennan, well, good, good player, serious player. It was right. all about what he was. He was sticking in tackles. He mugged off Rooney, mugged off Carragher. Uh, there was a girl playing in the other team. He, Took no notice of gender. Right. Slide tackle it straight in. <laughs> so it was, yeah. he, he was playing for, for like a 10 day contract here. <laughs> playing for honours. Yeah. And I enjoyed his performance so much so that I streamed his album again. I was, <laughs> I was just so impressed. So uh, um, he'll enjoy that 10 he gets from the royalties of streaming. Oh, absolutely. Um, Those are my thoughts on Soccer Aid. Uh, let's knock this thing in the head. Let's make this once every two years. Let's get actual celebrities well, out there. I, I, I thought it actually was once every two years. I didn't realise it was an annual thing now. Yeah, apparently we're firing it in every year, which is an absolute disgrace. So ITV, wise up. Right, right, of course. But yeah, so that's that's our first first weekend back. Chris, any, any final thoughts before we, we head off? Uh, no, yeah, they just need, uh, they need to step up, I think, next week. Uh, also, Europa League, Champions League starts this week. Um, so I'm we're, we're, we're working out the, B, the BT Sport subscription for the first time to watch West Ham's European journey. Looking forward to the big adventure. Yeah, uh, I'm not happy about giving BT Sport my money, but uh, that's what has to be done, so... Has to be done. So yes, so everyone listening, uh, th- thir- Thursday night, Chris Chris is just out of office, basically. Well, <laughs> Dynamo Zagreb, yeah. Do, do not be contacting them. So no. uh, yes, just to wrap up, that, that's that's us back for, I think, like three weeks before another international break. <laughs> uh, we, we did have people again just asking about international podcasts. I think if you... We, we would hear, never do that. If ever. you hear us talk at the start and at the end there, there's a reason why we don't talk no, about ab- it. So Absolutely <laughs> not, yeah. So yes, uh, thanks everyone who does just message because that does make us feel quite good. But you really wouldn't want to listen to it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes, four, four weeks in the bag, and we'll see everyone next week for week five. Yeah. See, see you then. then.